0: Two weeks ago, a 50 basis point hike was a lock. Today, many argue that zero should be the move. Let's talk about the fast swing in expectations for the central bank with Judy Shelton joining us, the senior fellow at the Independent Institute and former White House economic advisor. Judy, great to have you here on the TD Ameritrade Network this morning.
1: Thanks. Great to be with you.
0: Appreciate that. We've had such a change in sentiment uh, among market participants the last few weeks around this tech bank collapse, some arguing that it should put Powell on pause. What do you think?
1: I think the Fed should be on pause, but that's not my main reason. The financial stability considerations are, are very real. But I have been arguing for quite some time that the Fed's model for fighting inflation is not working, certainly not working the way Fed policymakers anticipated that it would. And I think they need to go back and question the assumptions of that model, which goes to the the very heart of of the constructs within the monetary policy approach taken by the Fed uh, regarding the relationship between inflation, unemployment, and growth because Powell had thought last August, Chair Powell said that in aggressively raising rates, what we would see is a decline in aggregate demand. We would see growth curtailed and an increase in unemployment, or as the Fed prefers to to word it, um, softer conditions in labor markets. But what we're getting are decent growth, could be 3% for this quarter, sustained aggregate demand, and the lowest unemployment since 1969. So I think the Fed needs to review its assumptions. For one thing, it was the fiscal transfer payments that really stimulated the inflation, and those are dissipating, we know that. I believe firmly that people working productively and um, producing goods and providing services is not inflationary. It's much better than people receiving severance pay or unemployment benefits not working and not contributing to output. And I think that the Fed underestimates its, its impact on the cost of capital, the supply side. So, in trying to equilibrate demand and supply as their general strategy for fighting inflation, they risk putting companies out of business, the very companies that are in a position to increase supply to meet that sustained demand. So this is why I have been arguing the Fed should be pausing and then have a general attitude now that they've effectively normalized of being hands off. I wouldn't be so ready to to raise or lower rates in the future. Let markets decide these things. Uh, let, let price signals start working in capital markets to allocate credit. I think it would be a much healthier, more productive economy.
0: Hmm. Uh, so far, Judy, uh, we have seen some of these uh, bankruptcies start to pile up. Um, we've seen a lot of stress, particularly in some of the high-flying tech names over the last uh, year. We got this bank situation, but even that, too, pretty closely tied to the tech-centric Silicon Valley excess of the last uh, couple years, the COVID boom. Is uh, some of this not just a, a creative destruction typical of economic cycles, a kind of clearing of the froth? Should we not view this as somewhat healthy so far?
1: Well, I'm all for Schumpeter and his approach to allowing the dynamism of an economy based on free market capitalism to choose its own winners and losers and punish accordingly and reward accordingly. I do think that's healthy for innovation and creativity. But I think the Fed, and, and now we're getting into more existential questions about the role of central banking and its impact on, on economic performance. I think the, the ratcheting up and down of the cost of capital, which is the most important price in a free market economy, is proving not to be beneficial. I mean, the Fed relies on on tweaking, at least that was the Keynesian approach, taking what would be the normal rate of interest on loanable capital, and then tweaking it up or down to, to expand or contract the economy, to finesse the economy. Now, we're seeing extremes where the Fed goes to zero And then the Fed goes to over four and a half percent in less than a year. I think it's all that manipulation of the cost of capital that is causing the financial instability.
0: Hmm. The uh, financial instability that you see, Judy, what's the strongest evidence that uh, that is um, going to worsen or is a real um, uh, threat that's building? What to you right now is telling us that uh, the economy is at risk?
1: I understand why the Treasury Secretary and the FDIC and um, the Federal Reserve moved with alacrity to deal with a bank run. That is not a pretty thing. But I think that we're going to have to reevaluate the impact of these government pronouncements. Um, It's not clear that that they are staving off concern about future potential bank runs. I don't think it was at all helpful for Secretary Yellen to suggest and we get into whether it's implicit or explicit the idea that deposits in general could be protected or guaranteed. I mean this this can never this can never work. <laughs> when when people deposit money in a bank, they have to accept that the bank is on lending that money. They are taking a piece of the bank's portfolio, and you cannot give 100% guarantee of any investment that involves risk. And if it doesn't involve risk, then there's no chance that it's going to return um, genuine increases in prosperity. That's the whole idea, that banks are supposed to be the experts in financial intermediation, and they're investing your money better than you could because they know how to evaluate risk and return. If the government eliminates the risk, you will no longer have productive investment. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't distinguish more clearly money that is put into a bank to be invested versus having a payment mechanism. I think if people want 100% guarantee that their money's always there, then, then they're talking about effectively custodial um behavior by banks of their account in which for which they should be paying a return to the bank now they should be paying a fee to keep the money available for um transactions and 100 percent safe Hmm. and it used to be people could switch between checking and savings account well i think now that we've advanced technologically that has to be a lot more clear differentiation
0: Uh, Understood and point taken on uh, the possible ramifications of what the government's done here and uh, effectively kind of backstopping all uh, deposits. I do wonder, though, uh, thinking about the banks where this problem originated, uh, it seems pretty clear the lack of options uh, for their uh, deposits uh, led to this issue. They piled into long-duration assets there is a uh, very little uh, other opportunity in a zero rate environment does that not suggest we should try uh, to normalize rates to uh, at least to provide some uh, general kind of baseline option for banks so they don't have to speculate uh, with deposits they don't have to be tech-centric uh, searching for yield and risk assets or searching for yield and long duration, is some of this not a problem that was rooted in zero interest rates?
1: I think it was rooted in zero interest rates. And that's exactly what I'm recommending, that we, we no longer do crazy finance. Zero interest rates make no sense. That was not a great environment for productive investment or healthy employment. What you want is price signaling. It's the participants in the economy more than members of the Fed governing board, who understand opportunities and risks in the economy. And if they want to go back to work, this is this is great. But you want it to be in a situation where they are gainfully employed. And unless you have a cost of capital that's determined by supply and demand, you are not going to have the appropriate market signaling mechanisms in place to attract capital to its highest optimal use. You want capital to actually result in greater prosperity. You want investments to turn out to have been more than justified. That's how you raise standards of living. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I say that examining the impact of central banking on the performance of economies, is it contributing to productive economic growth, or is the ratcheting of interest rates by, by a committee of people who are proving to be not omniscient, mm-hmm. through no fault of their own, they're very well-intentioned, is that perhaps a model we need to revisit and ensure that a more organic determination of the appropriate cost of capital, which I suspect right now is close to the neutral rate. That's why I say hands off, let market forces now take over and let's have the Fed kind of bow out for a little bit. Mm. It needs some regulatory uh, attention paid to the existing situation, but the monetary poli- policy part of it um, is not showing a, a good record for the Fed.
0: All right. Judy, I uh, really enjoyed the commentary. Thanks a lot for being here this morning.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Very good food for thought for us, Judy Shelton, senior fellow at the Independent Institute. And I say that as someone who just wrote a newsletter here this morning that if Powell doesn't hike, he's unfit for the job. A strong counterpoint from Judy, must say, as the evidence of the Fed's impact on their goals is somewhat murky at this point. So the case Ms. Shelton needs to perhaps wait, pause, and assess what the Fed really does have control over. Probably is the best uh, case for a pause, frankly leave it up to the markets.